changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I have the privilege of introducing you to Ariana Huffington. You've all heard of her. She founded the Huffington Post, and she's been named one of the most influential women in media by Forbes and also listed by Forbes in 2014 as the 52nd most powerful woman in the world. She is now the founder and CEO of Thrive Global, as well as the Huffington Post, and she's the author of 15 books, including most recently Thrive and a book that I'm fascinated by called The Sleep Revolution. So Ariana had founded the Huffington Post back in 2005, and it became, I would say, the most influential news and blog site out there. Everybody was talking about it. And then in 2016, she launched Thrive Global, which is a well-being and productivity platform for corporate customers and for consumers to read the content. And I've actually written a column for Thrive Global, and she's been named to Time Magazine's list of the world's 100 most influential people, and of course, the Forbes most powerful women list. She's originally from Greece, but then she moved to England when she was 16, and she graduated from Cambridge University with a master's degree in economics. It just goes on and on, this amazing, amazing resume. But I want to go right into the interview now. So Ariana, welcome so much to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you. I love what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. Now, we've just put out a best-selling book about dreams, which I will send to you. And it's about how you can use your dreams to change your life. And of course, you can't have those life-changing dreams without sleep. So let's talk about your own New York Times best-selling book, The Sleep Revolution. Tell us why you wrote this book and why sleep matters so much. Well, we now have all the latest science that makes it very clear that sleep is not optional, that uh, unless you have a genetic mutation, which about one and a half percent of the population does, the majority of us need seven to nine hours of sleep to be able to operate at our best. All the science shows that this is not essential just for the body, but also for the brain. That's why I think it's really important for us to raise awareness about that and to also help people with small behavior change micro steps to make it easier for them to be able to unwind, relax, and be able to sleep. So I know that you have some steps that you take to get ready for sleep each night. Can you explain to us how you would do that and give us advice on how we can transition and get into the right mode for sleep? Well, the key is to remember what we do with our children. You know, when we put our children to sleep, you know, we have a transition. We just we don't just drop them into bed. So we need to follow the same transition with ourselves. For me, the key is turning off our phones to kind of declare an end to the day because otherwise our day never ends. And always charging our phones outside our bedroom. I like personally to have a bath or a shower, kind of water is almost like a cleansing ritual, washing the day away, dedicating, wearing dedicated sleepwear to bed. So your body doesn't get, and your brain brain don't get confusing messages like, are we going to the gym or are we uh, powering down? 
And I personally only like to read real books in bed, no screens. Uh, this is all part of the process of disconnecting from our daily lives with all its challenges and uh, beginning the process of reconnecting with ourselves, recharging and waking up ready to face the day. Yeah, I agree. And I have a new rule that I stop working on my computer at 10. And I'm just really strict about that, that I stop at 10 p.m. and I have to do reading or something non-work related for the next hour after that. And of course, no television. But, you know, my problem is my husband, he just likes to like go full speed and then he can just drop into bed and fall asleep. And I keep saying to him, I need a transition time. So how do we get our partners to cooperate so they don't mess up this transition into sleep? Well, um, does he wake up in the middle of the night and um, or does he sleep through the night? He wakes up in the middle of the night. You see, that's the problem. So it's, so he falls asleep easily because he's exhausted. But the fact that he wakes up in the middle of the night is an indication that his body is still uh, exhausted, but his brain has not slowed down. And that's what wakes him up. I am going to use so that. Think, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you should, he's an intelligent man and I'm sure believes in data. So you should show him the data. I'm happy to send you the book. And the data is pretty uh, conclusive that, um, in fact, when we wake up without having completed all the cycles of sleep, it's a little bit like um, taking the laundry out of the machine before all the cycles have been completed. It's really important that we complete all the cycles, and it's not a problem waking up in the middle of the night, but we need to be able to go back to sleep. That's the key. I think that is great. One thing that I think is cool is that you can actually bank sleep, and so if you can get more sleep on weekends, that's a valid way of filling up your your sleep bank. And so if you sleep longer on weekends than weekdays, it still all counts towards your total sleep, right? No, not right at all. No. Oh, okay. That's, um, shoot. In, <laughs> in fact, you know, obviously, if you haven't been able to sleep during the week, it's great to catch up over the weekend. But the cycles of sleep need to be completed every night. Nobody's going to do everything perfectly, but that should be the goal. And you can identify whether you need seven or eight or nine hours, unless you have that genetic mutation and you're doing great on three or four, then prioritize getting that amount of sleep. So that that becomes your daily routine. And of course, when there are unexpected circumstances, jet lag, a sick child, whatever it is, you, like all of us, cope with that. But the question is, what is the expectation? What is what you plan to do on a daily basis? So how many hours of sleep do you get each night? I get eight hours, about 95% of the time. And you're a very productive person. You do an amazing number of different things. Yes. Well, I find actually that I'm much more productive and much more effective. So it's, there's no um, trade-off. Uh, our well-being and our productivity rise or fall in tandem. That's one of the delusions of our culture that we need to change. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm, I've been doing really well in getting a full night's sleep and I am so much more productive and so much happier also because I get a full night's sleep every single night. So I agree exactly. with you. Exactly. I'm it's so transformative. glad you mentioned that. It's, it's transformative. And I think um, being happier is also incredibly important. Yeah. And, and thriving. And that brings me to your previous bestseller before the sleep revolution, your previous bestseller, which came out, I guess, after you left Huffington Post, and it's called Thrive. And can you tell us about that book? Yes. So I wrote that book um, after I collapsed from exhaustion and sleep deprivation myself. And uh, the, the purpose for the book was to be able to show how we've shrunk in success down to two metrics, money and power. And we need really to include the third metric of success, which is well-being, wisdom, wonder, and giving in order to have a complete life and a full life that leads to real fulfillment. And uh, so the purpose of Thrive, the book, was really to provide a foundation, a philosophical foundation for what has now become Thrive Global, the company, whose goal is to go into corporations, help them change their culture, and also through our media platform, bring together the latest science, as well as new role models. People who are in the arena, who are successful, who are effective, but who also prioritize their well-being and take care of themselves because that enhances their performance. So tell us about Thrive Global. As consumers, if we go to thriveglobal.com, what will we find? So you're going to find all the latest science, you're going to find new role models like Jeff Bezos writing about how he gets eight hours sleep or Eric Schmidt uh, or uh, Selena Gomez writing about her digital detox so that you, as you begin your own small behavior change steps, you see that you're part of a whole cultural shift. And, uh, and that gives you a lot more information and a lot more stories to help you on your journey. And also you'll find an e-course, a six-hour e-course to bring about these behavior changes. Um, you will find um, an app called Thrive Away to help you manage your email during your vacation. You will find also um, my favorite product, a charging station that looks like a little phone bed where you can say goodnight to your phone at night and re-engage with the phone in the morning and sleep masks. So it's a, it's a little bit of everything to help you on your thriving journey. And of course, most important, we love to invite our readers to share their story. I love the idea of the phone bed. It's just a great <laughs> reminder to put your phone to bed before you go to bed. That's so clever. I love that. I know it's just a funny little thing, but somehow... It puts you in the right mindset as you're going to bed each night. I, I might be getting that from my husband for Christmas. I like that. <laughs> and the six-hour e-course, tell us about that. How does that work? So the e-course is six hours, and it addresses every aspect of our body, mind, and soul, including the obnoxious roommate, you know, the voice in our heads that doubts us and judges us, and which is much more intense when we're exhausted. It has great guest teachers on sleep and meditation, and meditation, for example. The teacher is Kobe Bryan, because um, 
athletes show us um, very clearly that they realize the importance of well-being, sleep, recharging for their performance. So let me ask you something personal, because you did Huffington Post, which was huge. You've done all these things, but now you're doing this and you're way more focused on what makes you happy. So are you happy now? And what work do you still need to do on yourself as you go on this new journey through Thrive Global? Well, I feel that we are all works in progress. And uh, I consider myself very much a work in progress. I'm constantly working on myself, but I can say that I, I, I'm very grateful um, about um, my work, my life, my children. And I, I know that you are focusing on gratitude a lot in, in what you're doing. And I focus on gratitude too. Yeah, it really helps. Every time I'm overwhelmed with work, I say, wait. I love my job. I signed up for this. I love every single thing that I do. So stop complaining about it. Exactly. (laughs) Right. We're busy because we love what we do. So there's no reason to feel bad about it. I completely agree. Now, the other thing we're doing is we have this new agenda at Chicken Soup for the Soul, which is to recommend to people that they step outside their comfort zones. and, And we have a new book coming out about that. And I'm just wondering what you think about that. Are you still trying new and different and scary things? Well, obviously, leaving the Huffington Post, which was a very established media company around the world, to launch a Thrive Global, a startup, is um, definitely a jump into the unknown. Um, but I absolutely love every minute of what I'm doing and encourage people to follow their calling and take risks. So outside of your business work, your business day, are you stepping outside your comfort zone in any other ways, trying new things in in the rest of your life? I, for example, went paragliding off a cliff in Oman, which was terrifying. So I did that in addition to all the new and different business things that I'm undertaking. Oh, well, you're not going to get me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't have a lot of physical courage. I have courage in terms of the de- of the decisions I make, the risks I take. But um, otherwise, I, I just love my life the way it is. I love my um, children, the time we spend together. I love reading. I love hiking. So I think my risks are more in the work area. Well, that sounds good, too. And and everything goes better when you get those eight hours a night sleep. So I know how you feel. It's something that's just been happening for me in the last year or so, getting enough sleep. And, and it really does make everything go better. It makes us more productive. Um, I'm so glad. Well, whenever you can um, write about it for your website and for ours. That sounds great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for joining us today. And everybody, thanks so much for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. It was really exciting to talk to Ariana Huffington. Come back next week for more inspiration. On Monday, we're going to talk about one of those ways that we stress ourselves out and lose sleep. And that is when we do that impossible quest for perfection. And with the holidays coming up and all of us so busy, I think it's time to remind ourselves that it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs>